you ready to worship? Amen. Amen. Are you free this morning? Yes, we are free in him this morning. For who the Son sets free is free indeed. Yes, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Let's go over our vision. Ready? We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live blind to the word of God. And we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. In Galatians uh, 5, it talks about how Christ set us free. And he tells us to stay that way and not to go back and fall and get tied up into slavery. So this morning, let's stay that way. We are free. And let's just worship him this morning as we celebrate Independence Day for our country, which is think and reflect on him this morning and how he set us free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We just thank you for your freedom, Lord. There is nothing like your freedom, Father. We just come before you this morning, Lord, and just worship and love on you. And thank you for freedom. Thank you for setting us free. We are no longer bound in chains. We are no longer bound we are free in you, Lord. And we can stand here in confidence saying that, Lord, because we know that you set us free, Father. We just glorify your name and we just worship you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We worship you.
in the presence of the Lord. Amen? The Word of God says that there's joy unspeakable and full of glory in the presence of our God. That's, that's freedom. <laughs> Amen? That is freedom. We thank God for the freedom that we have to gather, to assemble together. There are many who, in many other countries, who can't. They have to hide. They can't have Bibles. How many of you have more than one Bible? <laughs> many Bibles. <laughs> right? But there are many people in many countries who have to hide. It's a precious commodity for them. How far we've come in the U.S. And so I thank God that God allowed me the privilege of being born here in the USA. My parents weren't born here, but I thank God that he moved on them to come. I've never known not having freedom. I'm from a generation that I've never known, never been able to not do something that I wanted to do. If it was in my heart to do, I've done it. That's freedom. I've never tasted not having freedom. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Many will say all kinds of things about this country. But I, myself, I thank God I was born in the United States of America. I love to travel. I love to go to other countries and I love to travel. Aruba is one of my favorite places to go. But I always am grateful when I touch feet in the USA. There's nothing like home for me. This is my home, not my real home. My real home's in heaven. But this is the place God has placed me right now for this time. And I am forever grateful to him. Aren't you grateful? Yes. And you may have been born in another country, but you're here today. <laughs> There's a reason you're here today. Amen? Glory to God. So today we're celebrating freedom. We're going to uh, transition uh, the service now, but we're going to be doing some patriotic songs. So you got your flags. You know, you're like, am I supposed to sing freedom reigns in this place with my flag? <laughs> no, that's it. It's coming. It's coming. So we'll be uh, using our flags shortly. Towards the end of the service, we'll be doing some patriotic songs. And so uh, get ready for that. Don't, don't disconnect just because we're transitioning. Don't disconnect. Stay connected. Amen? Look to your person on your right or your left. Tell them, hello, happy Independence Day weekend. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you, team. God bless you. morning, Father South Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests and our first-time visitors. Come on, Father's House. Let's thank God for everyone that's new here this morning. We thank God for you joining us today. We would love to connect with you further. As you came in, you should have received a welcome packet and a connection card, and we would love if you could fill out that connection card and turn it in during our offering time, and then we have a gift for you. Again, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. We pray you continue to enjoy the service and that you come back and worship with us very, very soon. This is your friendly reminder that our backpack and school supplies drive is still going on. And as of today, we have received 42 out of the 150 backpacks. Praise God. We are so grateful for your faithful giving. Remember, this is a great opportunity to make an impact 
in our community. Amen. So we cannot wait to give you another update next week. Also, we pray you have plans to join us at Dighton's second annual Firecracker Festival that will be taking place on June the 9th at the Town Hall. This is going to take place from 12 to 6 p.m. And Dighton, we are going to be right there. Father's House Family Church is going to be right there. And we would love if you can come and support and also meet some of the, it's a great opportunity to meet some of the people in the town. And we will be handing out some church logo items to the people that come up to our booth. And we will be handing out some goodies to the children. So this is a great impact opportunity. We would love if you join us and make this impact with us. Those who would like to be baptized on July the 17th, please remember to sign up on the back table, on the sign up sheet. Remember that service time will change that Sunday. Instead of 10 a.m., service will start at 9.30 a.m. We'll be talking about water baptism that Sunday, and then we'll head over to Watson's Pond at 10.30, and we'll follow the baptism with the barbecue. Plan to spend just a little bit more time with your faith family that Sunday. We cannot wait to baptize you, to celebrate with you, to have some barbecue, and just have a, a wonderful time of fellowship. Amen. Last but certainly not least, Kingdom Couples, this last announcement is for you. We had such an amazing time at our last Newport Date Day outing that we already have the next one planned. We are going to head over to Martha's Vineyard for a date day outing. Yes, get excited. We are excited. We cannot wait to have a day with you, a fellowship, and even some good food. It's going to be amazing, and we want you to be a part of it. Listen, it's going to take place on July the 30th. That's a Saturday. We're going to head over. We're going to take a, a ferry from New Bedford to Martha's Vineyard. Um, the tickets are $50 a person. That takes care of your round-trip ferry ticket for one person. So for a couple, it will be $100 a couple for two round-trip ferry tickets. We're going to have um, lunch reservations um, on Martha's Vineyard. It's going to be one of other activities. It's going to be an amazing time and we want you to be a part of it so please make plans to join us more details to come this concludes our announcement so at this time we're going to call for mr eric who's going to receive our offering today so let's receive them. got a new song called this little flag of mine i'm about to sing it so bear with no i'm just kidding this flag is very special to me. Anybody that's ever served in the military, I should say most people, or been to a third world country, when you get back and you see this flag, it means everything. I won't get into politics of how people feel about it, but I know if, like I said, but you know, what if you got kidnapped, arrested, and thrown in jail in another country. You're begging and pleading the United States to get you back, right? And this is one of the first things you see when you get back into this country. So this means a lot to me. It's America's birthday. It's one nation under God, not just Texas or Massachusetts it's or New England. It's one nation. we got to remember that. So I thank God. Like Pastor said, being born in this country, and if you weren't born in this country, I'm sure you can thank him for allowing you to be here. Such a great country. Nobody's perfect, nothing's perfect, but that's why we pray, amen? 
So we have freedom in this place also, right? Freedom in this place. So we ready to give? But not right now. We're going to take a couple minutes to honor somebody that hit a milestone. They're a VIP in this church. His name's Henry. <laughs> Pastor Henry. I think he worked for about 51 years. Almost half of those in the ministry. Most of those 51 years as an auto technician. I think you retired as a master auto technician. I was, I was afraid to ask him any questions about the car because, you know, he does it all week long. And then it's like, hey, pastor, I got this noise. Not on Sundays. But anyway, <coughs> I'm sure you all seen his T-shirt walking in. See, wife for details now that he's retired. I think that applies to all of us anyway. We always have to check with the wife, right? We talk to our friends like, oh, no, she won't care. And then we get home. Do you mind if I go fishing? The whole time we're nervous, like when we're growing up, and we got to ask our parents for $5 to go to a, a junior high dance. Ah, she's going to make me vacuum. Or, you know, you get that. How do I say it? When do I say it? You have that fear. Hun, do you mind? So now you have all day to do the honey-do list. Anyway, we have a quick video we want to play for you.
Hi, Dad. We just wanted to say how much we appreciate you for all your hard work over the years. Thank you for being a great example of what a servant's heart looks like. I just wanted to add a couple things, Henry. Uh, now that you're going to be home all the time, can you just make sure the lawn got nice straight lines? Uh, also, do you have a phone number for any good mechanics now that you're retiring? And uh, you deserve it. Enjoy your retirement. Congratulations. Those pictures make you look like a very busy man. Said your, your, your job's not finished yet as a husband, father, and grandparent, and I servant's heart. You served this morning at this yeah. church, and, and that that'll uh, keep you young. <laughs> yeah, we've known uh, Mr. Henry for a number of years since uh, like the 80s. Yeah, and so uh, they, Christina was you know a baby when we knew them, and so uh, it's so awesome to see. Uh, the chapters of their lives unfold. It's just a blessing. And so uh, we just wanted to recognize this milestone because it's not small. Uh, you saw the awards that he's received and that doesn't come, you know, we've been talking about growth, that doesn't come being lazy and being afraid to get your hands dirty. That doesn't come not studying. You gotta study. And every year he had certification tests to pass. I remember, you know, he looked stressed because <laughs> they're not easy. You know, especially the, the more mature you get, <laughs> those types of tests are not fun. I was done with tests in high school, right? You know, some are still like to take tests. They put themselves through that, you know, I don't know why. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, an, it's amazing how when you have to do it, the grace is on you to do it. But as he was saying, through the last few weeks, the grace was lifted. And I know how that feels like. Same thing happened with me when I was getting out of my job. And so the grace begins to lift and you're like, nope, not supposed to be here anymore. And so uh, I thank God for his hand on your life and, and all the things that he's done for you. We just wanted to recognize you this morning. This is from the church. God bless you in every endeavor. You're welcome. Praise God. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I can get a picture of you with that shirt on. It seems that some people, when they say you're retiring, they think you're going to retire from life. When you do that, you just begin to shrivel up and, and go away. The only thing I'm retiring from is full-time of turning wrenches. But I'm still serving God. My capacity in this church has changed. It needed to change. It was a God thing. It will continue to be a God thing. My heart, my wife's heart, and we've been talking about it a little bit recently, is we're not going to stay busy just to be busy. And the thing that rose up in my heart this morning is this. When you stay busy just to be busy, you're going to miss God. You're going to miss God if you're just always busy just to say you're doing something. My desire is that my steps continue to be ordered of the Lord. My service will look different to those of you who have known me for years. My service will look different, but the God that I serve is the same. Praise God. He has blessed both of us with good health, 
we are considered to be boring patients to our doctors. They, they tell us that. You are a boring patient. And for that, I am grateful. And uh, we're just going to keep moving forward with the things of God as he directs. Praise God. Again, it'll look different, but different doesn't mean it's bad. Amen? It's just different. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you this morning. That was a complete surprise. So I told my wife when I saw my certificate up there, I said, you were working behind my back, weren't you? She said, yes. Yes. God bless. Yeah, I know I can't keep secrets, so good job, Nancy and Christina. And the grandkids, too, because they had to make that video. So I, I'm always, like, too excited, to, and then I ruin the surprise. But she doesn't like surprises anyway, so. Anyway, it's hot in here. Next year at this time, we won't be dealing with this heat. We're going to have AC. So now we can give. And we can look at a few of the ways to give. Website is right there for you. Mobile app on your phone, those of you that are here. And you can old-fashioned envelopes. One of the things that I like to talk about is you know what, let's bring up the roof slide. Weekly goals 400, we got half of that last week. <laughs> Remaining is 11,000 and change. And received is almost six grand. We're working towards it. And it will be paid off, because when we sell this building, we're gonna pay that off. We just try to get everything done before we're out of this building and, and, and have a nice fresh start in the new construction. Now, we also have a slide for backpacks. We got 42 backpacks. So we have 42 backpacks now. And we, our goal is 150. Let's just keep working on it. We need school supplies too. But that's going to be a blessing to the children and youth in this community. I know I would have liked a free backpack when I was a kid and the school supplies, and that takes the pressure off the parents, too. They can take their money and spend it on new clothes. But I'm just asking when we give, just give what the Lord says. Your tithes, that's your protection and connection with God, and that's his law. This church isn't in the business of taking your money. But I heard somewhere one time that they say, you're not going to get if you don't ask. And this church, and when I say this church, it's not pastors, the senior members of the church, and the leadership team. It's everybody combined when we say this church. We're all moving forward to impact this community together. So when somebody says Father Pell's Family Church gave out 150 backpacks, that's each one of you giving out 150 backpacks or having a part in giving out those backpacks and school supplies. And I know when I give faithfully, he rewards me. So give with your heart. Mr. Craig says that the last couple times he's been up here. It's always about giving with your heart. If you're giving with your head, you're wasting your time. Give with your heart and you will be rewarded. God wants us to receive our heart's desires. And that's one way to do that is to give with what he asks us to give. Now, you might say, I don't hear what I should give on Sundays. 
you hear it during the week, hey, this Sunday, when you're ready to give, give him this. You're like, well, maybe I forgot. He'll remind you. In your heart, he's going to give us our heart's desires when we give what he wants us to give. And it's giving here. Maybe you hear a voice at the grocery store to pay for somebody's food. Or if you see, see a homeless person and you, and you give them a few dollars walking by, some people are like, don't give the homeless. Why not? They need it. And my thing is, I don't care what they do with it. I say, Lord, take this money that I give this person and help them with what they need. Give them that money and say, Jesus loves you. That could change their life right there. If it doesn't, maybe somebody else comes along and that little voice on the inside of that person grows. Just like when we come to church every week and that voice on the inside, that Holy Spirit grows. So you just can be driving down the street or walking into work, or doing the dishes, vacuuming the house, and you hear him and you can just talk to him like he's standing right next to you. That's where I'm trying to get. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, is that you? Most of the time it is. But I want to get to the place where I don't have to question it. I know 100%. Because we all hesitate. If somebody, if the Lord put, put in my heart, hey, pray for that person for their healing, they're going to get up and walk. I'm going to question that. Why? Because I'm not comfortable with doing it. I might question myself. When I'm questioning myself, it's not about me. It's about the Lord's power, the supernatural strength that works through us. But you have to be bold in doing that. And just like coming up here and speaking in front of you, you get more and more comfortable doing it. Not that you want to waste people's time, but because you're exercising what you need to exercise, like speaking, speaking clearly, shaking. I shake sometimes because I'm just so excited. But I just want to do what God has me do. And I'm not perfect by any means, and nobody in here is. And we're not Bible thumpers. We just want you to try to do what's right and follow God's voice, follow the Holy Spirit, and be together. Be a, be a team. And, and Pastor told me one day when I was talking about, you know, when people leave the church, it can break your heart. Or when people get out of a group, they might do something, maybe a family member that leaves or might say something hurtful. I was raised to be part of a team. I had siblings, and then I played sports. Now I have this team, God's Army. So I love each and every one of you, and I like to be prosperous, and I want us all be prosperous together. So we got to just try our best, hear the Holy Spirit, do what's right, keep our eyes on him, and when we sin, we repent. Let's stay to connected to God as much as we can stay connected with him. And now when we give, we do what our heart says, then we thank him in faith that is given to us, and then we praise him. So the last thing I want to say before we uh, confess is Psalms 150. And it's not that long, so I'll just read it in the New Living Trans Translation. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Pastor won't give me a horn, but praise him with the lyre and harp. Those either. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flutes. 
Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, he hasn't blessed me with musical talent, but I have a mouth and I can still yell back there. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy over us in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we can all stand and we'll say the confession. Ready? Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvester come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, do you believe that? Amen. Now, if you have an offering to put in the bucket, please come up and do so. The pastor will get ready to pray. So much. Glory to God. We praise as we give. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We're free to give. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Cheerful givers. We're not made to give. We don't have to give. We get to give. Hallelujah. It's an honor and a privilege to give into the work of the Lord. If we weren't doing nothing, I would say hold your money and don't give. But we got a lot to do. We got a lot to do. In this community, we have a lot to do. And so I thank God for the opportunity to do it. Thank you. Hello, Mr. David. Father, we just thank you for this time of giving. I thank you for the freedom in this church to give. We're celebrating freedom this weekend, and we're free to give. Any way that you tell us to give, I thank you that you're giving to us so we can give into others. And so we thank you for the work that you're doing in this church, through this church, and that it's multiplied because of the seeds that have been sown. We thank you for the blessing of the Lord that's upon every single person represented here online. We give you thanks for it and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Well, we're just going to take a few moments and talk about freedom, and then we're going to sing some songs. How's that? Hallelujah. All right. Just remember uh, about, if you didn't get the paper, uh, the sheet of paper that's on the back table there, on the table as you go out, uh, it's a, a sheet that I put on there. And it's recognizing and celebrating growth. We're going to be doing this all through uh, the next few weeks and uh, into August, I think, through August. I'd like to hear from you how you're growing in the Lord. But we want to know how you're growing in the Lord specifically related to the messages you've been receiving in this church. And so uh, this is going to help me as the pastor to know and to ensure I'm hearing from the Lord. And if I need to make any course corrections in what I'm doing in terms of listening to him. 
And so also it helps you uh, when you share how you're growing because sometimes if you don't take the time to even think about your growth or evaluate it, you don't even recognize that you've grown. You know, when you're, you have kids as parents, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's grown. You know, my son, oh, yeah, he's grown until he had the big growth spurt and he was taller than me. And I'm like, he's grown. But when people, his grandmother lived in Florida, she would come see him. She's like, oh, my gosh, look how big you are. I'm like, okay. You know, because I was with him all the time. I didn't stop to think about the growth. But when uh, you sit down and evaluate, you're like, you know what? I don't do that anymore. The word has separated me from that habit. I used to say that all the time. I don't say that anymore. You don't even realize that you're not. Or I do this now. I never did this. I never gave like this in church before. These are things that you grow. And when I say messages, it doesn't have to be a message that I taught. You understand that. It could be from the offering. You may have up-leveled your giving because of something you heard one of the individuals say during the offering time. It could be a Wednesday night. Whatever, you know, from January till now. So I ask that you get that sheet back to me as soon as possible so we can schedule you. If you need time, just put on there. I need at least three weeks, you know, something. Just just let me know. I figure I'll give you two weeks at least. But again, no more than seven minutes. It could be one minute for all I care. <laughs> you could get up and say 30 seconds of, here's how I grown, here's the message, and bye-bye. <laughs> Whatever you feel comfortable doing. I'm good with that. If you want to write it out, if you're good at writing and you feel more comfortable doing that, write it. I'll, I'll take it. Amen? I just want everybody to participate. Now, tomorrow is July 4th, and it's the day our nation celebrates the birth of our independence. Tomorrow marks the 246th anniversary of independence. Happy birthday. 246th birthday, America. Amen. Uh, Eric and I, along with my mom and dad, were in Pennsylvania last week. We just had a wonderful time uh, with the Rama family. But we took some time and went to Gettysburg. It was something that Eric has been wanting to do. And, you know, we're like, yeah, we'll come, you know, we'll come for the ride. You know, I'm not like a huge museum person, but he's turned me into a museum person because he makes museums fun. If something says don't touch it, Eric's going to touch it. If, if there's a way he can get on it to sit when we went to Washington, there's like bikes all the way up on this thing. He's like, I'm going to get on that and sit on it. He makes it so much fun because I think at any minute someone's going to come tell him and yell at him and take my, I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens. So he makes museums fun. <laughs> so I enjoy going to museums. And so uh, we walked around at the Gettysburg uh, Museum there. And uh, we also got to see uh, the staging, like where uh, the Battle of Gettysburg was fought and to see how uh, they set up and to see and just, just envisioning, you know, the Confederates coming across the field. And it was just, just uh, breathtaking to me. And I have to say, I, I hit it from all of them, but we're sitting there watching the film and I'm doing this, you know. I cry when Fred, Fled, Fred Flintstone stubs his toes. I cried, but something just washes over me when we're talking about freedom and, and America. Uh, the Gettysburg uh, battle was fought from July 1st through the 3rd in 1863, and it was one of the defining battles of the Civil War. And remember, the Civil War was fought over the moral issue of slavery. That's what the Civil War was fought for. There was a part of the film that we watched uh, in the museum which talked about Frederick Douglass. He was an escaped slave, and he was an activist uh, during the Civil War. And in his speech, he asked the question, what to the American slave is your 4th of July? 
you know, he was like, okay, this happened in 1776. These guys are still enslaved. What, what, what's the celebration for? And so uh, you remember during this time, uh, the South, slavery was still going strong in the South. And, and the North was all, a lot of people in the North were for it because they were getting the products made from the people in the South. And a lot of them thought, oh, I won't have a job. If, <laughs> if they get free, we're all going to be fighting for jobs. And so a lot of greed behind slavery. And so uh, they thought, you know, if slavery was abolished, life for us is going to change. So Abraham Lincoln was one of the presidential candidates in 1858. And in a speech he delivered to his Republican colleagues in the Hall of Representatives, he talked about the issue of slavery and how the nation was divided. He actually quoted Mark chapter 3, verse 25. He said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And then he ended by saying, I believe this government, he didn't end, but he said this right after that verse. He said, I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. You see his vision, where he was headed, what he was seeing? He saw what was coming. The devil doesn't have any new tricks. He's the same devil then in 1858 that he is now. He's still trying to divide our nation over this issue of freedom. He's still trying to do it. On January 1st, 1863, during the third year of one of the bloodiest wars our country has ever seen, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Now I know it's a serious thing, but I always think of Andy Griffith's show and the Emancipation Proclamation. When, when, when Andy asked Barney, Barney, do you know what the Emancipation Proclamation is? Oh, of course I do, Andy. It's the proclamation of the emancipation. <laughs> That's about all he knew. <laughs> That's about all he knew. Of course, Andy enlightened him. But this proclamation declared that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are and henceforth shall be free. Now, this didn't end slavery immediately or completely. But it did make a difference with the war because every advance of the federal troops expanded the domain of freedom. The more territory they took, the more freedom they obtained. On July 19, 1865, June, sorry, June, in Galveston Bay, Texas, it was declared that the Civil War had ended and the states were free. This day is known as Juneteenth. We just celebrated June 19th. Now, like I said, the devil is still trying to divide our nation over this issue of freedom. Tomorrow we're celebrating the birth of our independence as a nation. We just celebrated Juneteenth on June 19th. And yet there are many who will say that we are still not free. There are some who won't sing the national anthem or they protest in other ways. Yes. We as a nation have more work to do with how we treat one another. But that is not a political position. That is a heart condition. And I don't know about you, but I can't change anybody's heart. There's only one person that can change the hearts of men and women. And that is God. So as a nation, if we want change, we have to have God. You cast God out, 
there will be no change except for the worse. Except for the worse. So we can pass all kinds of laws in attempt to get rid of or end discrimination and racism, but no law can change that. You can pass as many laws as you want, but that is a condition of the heart. Hate is the origin of that, and it's in the heart. Once it gets in the heart, you need the help of God to get it out. A law won't get it out. It won't get it out. God can do that. And so, and we know he's working. Amen? He's working. So to deny, though, that much progress has been made in our nation where slavery is concerned is to devalue the amazing strength, the endurance, the faith, and the sacrifice of those who endured slavery, fought for freedom, shed their blood so we could live as we are today. I have a nice house. If I was born in another time, I'd be in a house on someone else's property. We're not there anymore. We're not there anymore, yet some will tell you we still are. What does that do to the people who have gone on before us and fought so I can get to where I am today, where I can buy a car, where I can vote, where I can walk in a restaurant and sit anywhere I want? <laughs> That's freedom. And yeah, we've got some work to do. We've got work to do as a nation. But again, you're talking about changing the condition of someone's heart. And that's not something that we can do. I can't do it. I can get up and say all the wonderful things that I want to say, but only God can. That's why we got to pray for our nation. It's important that we pray for our nation. If you are a born-again, spirit-filled believer, you are as free as you choose to be. Did you get anything from this message today? You are as free as you choose to be. John 8.36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. The message says, so if the sun sets you free, you are free through and through. We sang songs today about I am free and freedom reigns in this place. But then on the other hand, we'll hear people talk about, oh, the man and them folk, what they're trying to do to me or what they're not letting me do. Here's the thing. Jesus said when he sets you free, you're free completely. Completely. Truly free. Now, if you believe that the freedom he offers you only applies to your spirit man, you'll always struggle with freedom here on this earth. If you believe that when you receive Jesus and salvation is only for your spirit and now you get to go to heaven when you die, well, that's what you're going to have. And you're right. That's true. We have an assurance of heaven when we get saved. But that's not all. That's not where it ends. When I sing that I am free to live, to walk, to do, to debt, to debt, to debt, I'm free. I mean it. I'm free. Not just in church, I'm free. Out there, I'm free. At work, I'm free. At home, I'm free. 
In the grocery store, I'm free. In my car, I'm free. It, it, it affects my entire being. Salvation doesn't just, uh, just affect your spiritual you. It affects all of you if you let it. If you let it. If you let it. When we dismiss the truth of the word of God, the whole truth, then we rob ourselves of the power and blessing attached to that truth. The freedom we have in Christ does affect our spiritual life. And yes, we receive an assurance that we are going to heaven when all is said and done. But salvation affects every capacity of our lives. When we get saved, we become free from sin and spiritual death, for sure. You can read that in Romans 8 too. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we've been freed from the law of sin and death. And when it talks about sin and death, the spiritual death. Remember Adam, when he sinned, he died spiritually. So now look at verse 11 of Romans 8. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The message says, when God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, I like that, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be alive as Christ's, as Christ. The dead life is not a life of freedom. The old way of life was a dead life. That's, Adam took care of that for us. When he sinned, he gave up his authority and the power that God had given him. And we were born into that. But when we receive Jesus, he gives us his power and authority. Amen. What have we been free to? We've been free to live like Jesus here on this earth. That's what we've been freed to. 1 John 4, 17 says, And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. If you're fearful for what's to come, when all is said and done on this earth, you need to develop and grow in the love of God. In Him, because He's love then that fear will go away. But we can face him with confidence. Why? Because we live like Jesus here in this world. How did Jesus live? He walked in authority and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you and I ought to do the same. Amen? Just as he is, so are we. One translation says, because in this world, we are just like Jesus. We're not greater than Jesus, but we are as he is. And when we realize that, we'll walk in the full authority and in the power that he's offered us. It is possible. That's where growth comes into play. We grow into that. So salvation doesn't just affect my spirit, man. If it did, we wouldn't need any verses about renewing our mind or not letting our bodies dictate what we do, which direction we go. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. We need to grow into being spirit-directed and spirit-minded. Ever meet someone who's into physical fitness? 
They'll tell you body, mind, spirit. Why? Because they give the priority to their body. That's why. You meet someone who maybe is into yoga or, you know, uh, helping people emotionally. They'll say what? Mind, body, spirit. Spirit always last. As a Christian, that's not the case for us. We say spirit, soul, and body. Why? Because the priority is on our spirit. And the growth comes in when we learn how to be directed and led by our spirit instead of our mind, will, emotions, and our body. That's what we're growing up. When it says, I grow up into him and all things concerning Christ, I learned to live like Jesus did. How did Jesus live? He led, was led by his spirit. That's how Jesus lived. He was led by his spirit. And his spirit is connected to God, so it hears what he says. He said, I can't do anything that I don't hear my father say and do. And that should be what we say. When I leave this planet, I just want to be able to say, Father, I did everything you told me to say. I said everything you said to say. I did everything you said to do. So we give priority to the spirit. Amen? Our priority is there. Things pertaining. So as we celebrate our freedom today, all weekend long, surrounded by division and strife concerning race and everything else, we can live like Jesus lived on this earth. I don't care what man says about this or that. And I know I've shared the story before about how my boss, he was, uh, you know, uh, African-American man. And him and I, you know, we were worked together and he looked at me and I asked a question about the executive floor. And he said, us folk don't go on that floor. And I'm like, what do you mean us folk don't go on that floor? He said, no, they don't want us on that floor. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's 19, it was 1997. What do you mean I can't go on that floor? Nobody tells me what to do. I can go on any floor I want to. And so I, I, I didn't do anything. I just said, okay, you won't be going on that floor. And so I just did my job the way he taught me to work, the work ethic he instilled in me, and my voice caught someone's ear on the executive floor. And I was up there in a matter of months working up there. Not just going up there, I was working. But you know what? I was telling Eric, you know what I noticed? He never stepped foot on that floor. He was my boss, had every right to come on the floor. He never came up. If he needed to check on me, he called me. All my friends, they were like, can you buzz me in? Because we buzz people in. I mean, it was high security. He had CIA working for him. So I'd see them, come on in, buzz them in, come look at my desk. You know, he would never come up. He never came up. Why? Because he didn't believe he could. He never believed he could. That hit me the other day. I said, Marvell never came up and saw me on the floor. He called me when he needed me. Why? Because he bought in to the lie. Don't buy in to the devil's lie. You are free. You are free as you choose to be. Don't buy the lie that he's trying to sell you. Don't let any man or woman tell you you can't do this or you can't do that. You have the favor of God on your life. Amen? And it, it, it goes beyond anything else a man can do. So as we celebrate that today and as we celebrate our freedom, think about Jesus. They told him he couldn't do things. They told him, stop healing on the Sabbath day. They almost threw him off a cliff. They told him all the time, you can't do this. Don't say that. They told the apostles after he died, don't speak in the name of Jesus. People will t always tell you what to do, what you can and can't do. But what did Jesus do? He did it anyway. He 
exercised his authority and his power, and that's how we live. As he is, so are we. Jesus lived free. Amen. Come on, team. You can come on up. Yeah, as, as he is, so are we. Amen. So I want us to sing some patriotic songs as we close out our service. You could get your flags out. And I want you to sing as we thank God. for this nation. There's our action step. Thank you. As you observe July 4th, take some time to think about how Jesus lived on this earth. Maybe think about how they told him no, the things that they told him to do, the things that, that they told him not to do. Take the time to think about it and see how your life parallels to him. What are they telling you you can't do? What are they saying to you? Think about that. Amen. Let's stand and I want to say a prayer for our nation today. Father, I thank you for the United States of America. Mr. Eric said it, we are one nation under God. And I know at times we don't act that way. I know it. I know the majority, I know. We don't always act that way. But it's still true. It doesn't change the truth. Our country was founded that way. And we have a foundation that was very deep. And, and it's not going to, to move. It's not going to be moved in Jesus' name. Because we as believers are doing our part. We're lifting up our nation instead of bashing, instead of condemning and damning our nation. We lift it up to you and we let you have your way in our country. We let you have your way. You do what you want to do in our country. And we're going to love. We're going to love, Father God, those who are in authority. We're going to love the office, Father God, of our president. We thank you for our president. We thank you, Father God, that you are working in our government. In Jesus' name, you are working. We lift them up that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We lift them up today. I lift up President Biden, and I pray for his health right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we lift him up right now in Jesus' name. We surround him with faith and love right now. See, some people can't pray that prayer. They've talked so much against him, they can't even pray for him without feeling condemned. Even in this building, I can feel it. But you know what? There's forgiveness for that. All you got to do is say, oh, Lord, I repent. I'm, I'm wrong. It's causing my prayer life to go down. I want full power in my prayer life. So I lift him up. I surround him with faith and love right now in Jesus' name. I, I surround Kamala Harris right now with faith and love right now in Jesus' name. You desire that none perish, but that all come to repentance. And so I lift them up in Jesus' name. Their families, in the name of Jesus, everyone serving alongside them in Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you. We need the head to be right. We need the head to be right. He's the one that's in authority right now. We need him right. We need him sound mind. He's making decisions for you and for me. I need him to be of sound mind in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I believe nothing is impossible for my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. We're going to do it. We're going to sing our national anthem. Are you ready? Glory to God. 
the marathon, but I want you to look at the words that you're singing today. They're going to put it up on the screen. Look at the words and hear the words. This song was written by, I believe it's Judy Ward Howe. Her husband and her, the two of them were abolitionists. They were against slavery. So this song took aim at slavery. We've added some more words to the song. <laughs> and so uh, it starts off the way that it was written, which is powerful. And then it just builds from there. Amen? Ready? Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord.
with every word that we say of his word, we establish it here on this earth. Amen? Glory to God. All right, we're going to close with God bless America. Amen. Hallelujah. As they play, he's going to play it once through. Just thank God. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for it. We thank you for a glorious rest of the weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you go, I just want you to know that there is cake in the kitchen for Mr. Fenton. Nothing is complete.